Hi, Jane here. Thanks for joining me. I'm a huge fan of empowering you, as are the speakers in our Go Big series. Have you stopped to think recently what you really want in your life? Do you feel like you were meant for more as I had for so many years? What's the big goal that you want to achieve this coming year or a fear that you finally want to get over? If you're ready to re-envision your future and launch your big idea, maybe spread your influence or get over a fear finally, then I invite you to join me and some of our speakers. We want to help you empower your mindset, build your vision and own your dream. Stop needing to be right and let's do this now, together. Go to janeapplegath.com, click on Go Big Sign Up, and I will see you there. Sending you much love and success. Have an incredibly epic day. Hope to see you soon. Hi everyone, I'm Jane Applegath. Welcome to the Epic Vision Zone, where some of the world's most successful self-made women and men share their multi-million dollar ideas, their high performance habits, visionary mindsets and resources so you can hit the go button on your epic life. Socrates wrote, the secret to change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Today's epic female entrepreneur is no stranger to a life-altering change after a car accident left her permanently disabled at age 11. Thus began her journey of a thousand steps to the inspiration she is today. Michelle Quay is a motivational speaker, visibility coach, host of the podcast Perfectly Normal, and founder of Elevate Life Coaching. Her gift is coaching women entrepreneurs how to gain the confidence to tell their unique story so that they can get seen, get heard, and get hired. As a certified transition life coach, Michelle gives her clients the skills needed to convert fear into a higher energy of happiness, authenticity, and freedom so that they can gain the ability to boldly overcome tragedy and find purpose in every challenge. Michelle is the author of the memoir, Perfectly Normal, an immigrant's story of making it in America, as well as the inspirational illustrated ebook, Miss Little Musical. She is also a board certified member of the United Nations Association of the U.S. Pasadena Chapter, a clinical pharmacist and associate at the Associated patient advocates. She is also a member of the National Speakers Association Area Director of Toastmasters International. Michelle was born in Taiwan and grew up in New York, but today she lives in Los Angeles with a short-haired brown tabby cat named Buster. If you're looking for her, odds are you'll find her at the gym, hiking, taking photos, or painting. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for joining us here today. Thank you so much, Jane, for having me. You're very welcome. And I can't wait to get into the story and let our audience hear about your particular story and the inspiration that you are today. Give us some insight into the hardest part of living with, you wrote, living with the shame and unworthiness that you carried in your heart and your mind. And looking back, what advice would you give yourself today? Mm -hmm. 
I think from the from the car accident, one of the biggest challenge for me, um, especially as a woman who was, I was in my 30s, I would wake up in the morning looking myself into the mirror and there, there I am standing in front of the mirror. Nothing about me that speaks normal to me. I look at a person whose body is four feet, four inches tall, whose left leg is crooked and I cannot walk long distance without crutches. And there's not a single pair of jeans that I have not altered, not a single pair of shoes that I have not bring to the shoemaker to make, make it even so that I can walk somewhat like a normal person. So I think going back to my journey, the one thing that I would give myself the most would be love. I know it sounds a little cheesy, but giving ourselves love is a journey that I had to take on. And giving ourselves love opens up the door so that we become the light source to more, more love. We welcome more love to come in. Wow, that is so profound because when I read that on your, your site about feeling the shame and unworthiness, it hurt my heart because it it's it it would be terrible to walk around with that and it's it's incredible that you had the wherewithal to understand that it was the love of yourself that was missing so given that there was a big moment of change for you that you shared with me earlier where you your mindset shifted give us that story because i know that that was so profound in the way that you live your life today yeah. So as a woman, I think we all have that, um, that belief that we need to look certain way, we need to act certain way, we need to eat healthy, making sure that we fit into the tiniest clothing possible. And so this is actually a funny story. I was driving down the, the freeway one day and then I was going to a shopping mall. The minute I got out of my car, I noticed there's a marking on my white t-shirt. And for the, for the life of me, I couldn't figure out where it came from. I sat back into the driver's seat and then there it was. My steering wheel was bumping against my stomach and it was rubbing against my belt, which created that mark. And that finally dawned on me that I've been just allowing myself to go down, not giving myself permission to feed myself with what is nourishing, to take care of my own body. And there I was finally realizing that I've been shaming my own body for the longest time. And so that was my biggest aha moment. And that led to a transformation that, okay, I got to get up and start doing something for myself. Yes, I, I know you shared that with me. And, and you said, uh, I think the next day or that week, you got yourself into the gym. <laughs> it was yeah. like, okay, enough of this. And, and from there, that particular change led to a, a huge change in your life. And I, I, you called it the journey of a thousand miles. Tell us about your journey to Machu Picchu and the three values that you have learned in overcoming life adversity. Yeah, so I think at that moment when I was sitting in the parking lot, feeling sorry for myself and, and questioning myself, how did I allow myself to get to the point where, you know, I have, I have to look at this muffin tub on, on myself. Now, on top of that body shaming, here's the muffin top. What do I want to do about it? So I got into the gym. That was my one motivation to start exercising. That start to roller coaster and, and, and start the ball got rolling to signing up to the gym. And the next thing I know, I realized that for the longest time, I was 
um, I have this desire to be part of something. And that part of something includes just being part of a conversation with my colleague, with my friends, when they talk about doing running or going to a marathon or going up to the gym, I want to be part of that conversation. So just that desire of wanting to be part of something where I belong, I find myself alone, it was huge for me. It was my biggest desire to, to have it done. So by the time I actually um, booked that 1,000 mile to Machu Picchu, it was to the point where I didn't know who I was. I had lost my self-identity along the way of trying to be somebody else. I wanted to be this perfect body. I wanted to be you know, six feet tall. I wanted to be so attractive that no matter where I go, I am attractive to everybody and people would not be judging me. But I didn't have that. So in the sense, I didn't have any self-identity. So in order to find it, I thought maybe if I were to go to travel, maybe I would be able to find myself. So I took on a journey a thousand miles to go to Machu Picchu with my two crutches and a luggage along and hike through a 26 miles of Inca trail, uh, finally going up to the top of Machu Picchu. Wow, that is amazing uh, that is that is a tough journey even for able-bodied individuals let alone yourself and you told me that because of the the uh, uh what was it the altitude i believe that you got sick the day before you were supposed to go on the hike and just give us a little insight into that because you had determination yeah so absolutely it's the most memorable journey and i Every people I meet, they say, oh, I have that in my bucket list. Oh, I have that in my bucket list. But here I am, I'm checking it off. <laughs> it was, uh, the, so Machu Picchu is at 14,000 uh, feet above sea level. So it's really high in altitude. And I remember when I got there, it was five days before the journey. I wanted to acclimate myself to the high altitude. But of course, you know, I had so much great time, three days. In, while I was there, I started to uh, pick up this, uh, stomach flu. And the stomach flu brought me to the hospital. So actually two days before the hike, I spent a night over in a hospital in uh, Peru that where I spoke no, no Spanish. I didn't know how to communicate in Spanish, but there I was lying in the bed alone. And I remember uh, when the doctor came by to see me, she wanted to give me a lot of fluid. So I got two liters of fluid that was put inside my body. And I kept telling her, I got to go, I got to go, I have to go. The, the hike is starting tomorrow and I have to be out of here. So she said, well, I don't think you should go up there. And I remember in the hospital, I called my sister. I, I told my sister, hey, you know, I'm in the hospital right now and I'm not feeling well. And I remember she saying, Michelle, you need to get your butt back. You need to get yourself home. This is not for you. You cannot do this. You're going to die out there. Why are you doing this? And I remember just laying in bed and I thought about it. I said, well, here I am. I have two choices. Do I want to go back and keep my body shaming? Or do I want to go onto this hike and finally do something for myself? I don't know what that something would look like in the future, but I know it was important to me because I was finally doing, up, doing something for myself for the first time. So I decided to tell the doctor, hey, listen, you got to sign my release form. I got to be on this hike. I don't care how much medication you're giving me. I'm going down to that hike. 
So I remember she wrote a, a seven day prescription and she said, here, take this every day as you're going on to the hike. So the minute I start on day one of my hike, I was carrying 15 pounds of day pack. On top of it, I was having two liters of body fluid extra inside my body going on to that hike with my two crutches. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is amazing. I can't believe it. Yeah, that that was worth telling because I, I, I just remembered you telling me that part and I was just in awe, in, in total awe of your determination and your willpower to do it no matter what. So um, congratulations. But anyway, <laughs> it just goes to show mindset is very powerful and the story is so inspiring. So speaking of mindset, um, because we know it is so important in what we do and how we live our lives, you write, there are values in every instance of pain and suffering. It is those moments of low tide that we learn about the truth and about ourselves. And it is those roaring storms that we see the light of hope. What advice would you give a client who is struggling with doubt, fear, and imposter syndrome? I think the biggest advice or um, a lesson that I would teach to someone would be to accept the unacceptable. I really believe that a lot of us, we face our challenge, we go down to this rabbit hole of thinking that this is the end of the world, this is the end, we're done, and there's no way out. So we continue to get stuck in this tunnel and all we see is darkness that's inside the tunnel. But little do we know that our human body is designed in such a way that when you are in a, in a low light position, your eye will adjust to the environment that you are in. So same as a human nature or the way that we live our life, even though you are in darkness, you have the full ability and capacity to adapt to every situation that arises within the darkness itself. So look around you and you will be able to see the light because your eye adapt to all the changes in your environment. So even though you are in darkness, when you use your adaptive ability, you no longer see the darkness only. And you know exactly where things are what your next step needs to be if you fully accept to the fact that yes i am in a dark place and there's nothing wrong with me and there's all these help and resources and support that i can ask and go into and i will have the light at the end of the tunnel so acceptance is a big lesson to learn yes that is so valuable Michelle, thank you for that. Accept the unacceptable, because once you do, then you're freeing your mind to actually see the possibilities. They're like you say, the light within the darkness. I love that. That is so insightful. Thank you for that. So now I know that your gift and what you share with your clients is all about telling your story. And why do you coach that story is the key? I know we've heard a lot, um, but you know it's always good to get some insight into why telling your story is key to an entrepreneur's, entrepreneur's life and business success. 
Yeah, every time I talk about why storytelling is important, it kind of brings my memory back to when I was a, a younger. And we all watch Disney cartoon, right? So there's a Disney cartoon that I grew up with, and it's uh, Little Mermaid. If we remember Little Mermaid, there's Ariel, who's the Little Mermaid, and what she wanted to do, she desired love. She was looking for love. She she met this prince, and she wanted to be with that prince. But what she what did she do for love? She gave up her voice. And to me,、mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, we have our voice, and your voice is. Really, the mission, the purpose, the vision that you have behind why you started a business. We all started a business not because okay, so making money is great, but that's not your main primary drive in why you started doing what you do. So a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize that by telling story, what they're doing is they're painting the picture and inviting others, inviting the audience or their prospects. To come and get to know them, how do we get to know each other? Is through storytelling, and storytelling has been going on since the humanity ever exists. We do storytelling on the wall, in the、uh, graphic. We do storytelling in words, copywriting. We do storytelling in movies, and tons of way that you can convey a message. To your audience, to your prospect, to your client, in the business world, storytelling is essential because people need to know you, like you, and trust you in order to place their money into your pocket. Without all of these, you we're we're buying your product, but your your service is not a product. You know, it's not like hair shampoo. Even hair shampoo has a story, right? It makes your hair beautiful, shiny. So even a shampoo product has a story. Every one of us have a story to share, and this is why we have a purpose in this world. So storytelling is really true. My passion is in the storytelling. I can go on storytelling forever, and it's about giving our voice, giving ourselves the voice to be seen. Yes, I love that. It's it's connection, is what it is, because we all, like you said, have our stories. But when we tell our stories, that individual or those individuals who are listening will automatically associate with what you're telling if they have experienced something similar or if they've felt something similar. So then you create a a. Visceral connection with those individuals—it's fascinating. I love it, and you're right. Stories have been around for eons, and it's really on a on a scientific level. You know, what we're not just igniting the language part of our brain, but we're igniting the sensory perception and the motor skills and everything else that you might imagine that comes with a story. Like you said, watching The Little Mermaid. I mean, I'm sure there were moments when you felt like she felt. So yeah, when you engage in a story,、um, you just feel awe or surprise or sadness. And in that moment, what you're actually doing is, besides learning, you're connecting. Yeah, I love it because connection is everything. Like you said, people. We all have different services and our products, but people usually buy from people they like、uh, and they connect with. And so that's I love it. the 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 value of story is connectivity and learning. I thank you so much for that insight. And now you have 
I have, I have, Michelle has a fabulous free download, which I'll let her tell you a little later on, but she has four types of stories. Um, and you say that, do we need them all? And maybe you can just explain a little bit about that. Yeah, so there are basically four type of story in entrepreneurship or when you are telling your business story. There are four types, the founder stories, the purpose stories, the vision story, and then the last one is the transformational story. So the founder story is really about why did you start doing what you do? Why did you start your business? And the purpose story is what is your purpose? Why should people care? And the vision story is about painting the picture for your client, for your prospects, the vision, the mission that you have in life, and what are the values that you're offering? So what can your clients get from working with you? That belongs to the vision story. And a vision story is actually perfect place for storytelling because through storytelling, as we mentioned earlier, it's a way that we communicate with each other, we connect with each other, and lastly, you find your collaboration and your community because you're telling story to bring the vision together. And the last one is the transformational story. Typically, this is used when you're creating a change or making an impact in someone else's life that causes someone else to live a transformational journey to where they want to be. So there are four types of stories, the founder stories, the purpose stories, the vision stories, and then lastly, the uh, transformational journey. And so that's fascinating. I love that. Do we need to know all of those as, as an entrepreneur? Do, should we have each one of those um, ready to go? You should have one for each four stories that you are telling. This mm -hmm. way, when you are being invited to a podcast, you, well, if it's a founder story, people are asking, why did you tell me about your business? Why did you start your business? There you go. You can pull it out from your pocket and say, here's my founder story. This is the reason why I founded Elevate Life Coaching. And when people ask, well, why did you want to do this? Why even hiking Machu Picchu? Now you have a purpose story that you can tell and you can share that demonstrate not only just your value, your vision and your purpose, it only also demonstrate the, what kind of person you are as you're telling it. So I would recommend to have one story on, fall under each category. Do you need to use all four together? Not necessarily, depending on how much time you have. Uh, even on social media posts, you may just be able to use one and tell that particular story. So say I'm telling a vision story, I'm going to share my value. Authenticity is one of my biggest values. So I'm going to focus on the vision of why authenticity is, is important, why vision is, why being real is important because it makes better connection. So that's one example of how you can use each type of story in different scenario. It's really about marketing yourself without sound like you're marketing yourself. I love that. The value of story and marketing. Yes, absolutely. Because when I read that, I thought, hmm, now I wonder if I should, but it's all about being prepared as well. Preparedness yes. is key. And then, and then, like you said, you can pick, you can choose one or you can flow one into the other, but absolutely. I, I found that so valuable when I was reading through that. Thank you so much for that. And getting, I love that you call this your soulmate clients. Now we touched a little bit about this when we were, you were talking about story and the connection, but what is the secret to attracting your soulmate clients and why does it work? So the secret to attract your soulmate client is really being you. 
people want to work with you, no one else. And there's a reason why one client is looking for you because number one, your value really resonated with that person. That person is seeking confidence. What brings confidence? It, it, you need to have courage. You need to have connection. You need to have authenticity. And when someone landed on your website, is your value, are your values being seen and communicated in such a way that it's a representation of who you are? Does everything that you said on your website, on your social media, lined up with who you are on, on a camera, when they meet you in person? Do you give people that same feeling of, yeah, I like Michelle because she's being real. I like Michelle, she's very blonde. She doesn't, she doesn't do any BS, you know? She doesn't cut any shortcut. She's right there straight to the point. And that's what people see when they meet me on social media. That's what people see me in the real life. So is everything that you said that you do lined up with you? And that is the secret to attracting the soulmate client. Your client, you can have multiple clients and not every client will be committed to you, wanted to work with you. And that's a constant struggle that a lot of entrepreneurs are facing. They get uh, people on their calendar, but they're not really committed. The reason why they're not committed because they're not still not quite clear, can I trust myself in you? Can, when I buy your product, is it going to um, lead me to a result? Um, is it going to, what, are you going to like sliding more extra uh, package? Are you going to do anything tricky to me? So people are still like deciding. But when you have soulmate client, your soulmate client, because you're speaking their language and their value, just you have that sweet spot with them where they share the same value as you do. And they absolutely just adore you. They want to work with you. So the minute that they start booking the call, there is no doubt. A lot of my clients say, Michelle, here's my credit card. We're ready. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And and you're right. I, I, I saw some of your testimonials and they say that Michelle doesn't put up with any BS. See, <laughs> so if you're going to work with Michelle, you're going to work. <laughs> but that's good. Right. You're getting results. I love it. Yes. And your soulmate, you're absolutely right. Your client will, they have the trust in you. You have the same values. Um, so it's, it's an alignment. There's a, there's a, a very deep alignment with that. And, and I love the way you broke that down. So five step process, you tell us about your five step process that you use. So the five-step process, I didn't, I didn't create it. The person who created it, it actually came from Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell has this book. It's called A Hero with Thousand Faces. And basically, in the book, he described how the humanity had evolved. And we all, each individual, are heroes within our own story. So there's always uh, five layers to the way that we storytelling, no matter you see it on television, in a movie, or inside a book, it always begins with these five steps. So the first one is to define a character. Every story has a character, has a main character who's hearing a calling in this world, in his life, that he needs to get, get on and take a journey. So the next step would be to go around on this journey and realizing that there's a lot of challenges. So the next step is a realization that there's challenges ahead of me that I need to overcome. Following that is an actualization where 
as we go through our challenges every day, we realize that what we used to believe in is no longer serving us. And here we are, we need to apply a new set of rule, new set of strategy in order to move on smoothly onto this journey. And this is also where the mentor starts showing up or a guy who starts to show up and, and giving you all the resources and guides to help you going through that journey of transformation. And then once you reach the actualization, now you have a, uh, a vision of what your future will look like. The vision of how your success may be, uh, whether it's in business or in life, you have this vivid vision of what your life will be in the future. And as you work towards that, that leads to the final step of transformation. So you're no longer stuck from where you were and here you are completely transformed, having a new life, a new journey. And this is the five steps. So basically I call it the brave journey, B-R-A-V-E. The B is the believable character that we set ourselves up. And then there's the realization of the challenge that we have calling upon our purpose, the actualization of realizing that, hey, maybe I can't do this alone by myself. And then creating that vision of success and finally the transformation at the end. Fabulous. I love it. It's so succinct and so complete in all of it. So you walk your clients through that, correct? I do. That's so I, yeah, I have a uh, Brave Your Brand challenge every quarterly that I offer and I take them through this journey of braving their brand. I love it. That is so, it's so valuable for you know, completing the whole, uh, it's completing your story. I mean, it's, it's a creating a new one, starting from the beginning and you're the character and going through it. Absolutely. Um, it fits right in with what you teach. I love it, Michelle. That is so great. So three tips to grow your coaching business. What three tips can you give us? Show up. I think tip number one is definitely to show up every day, no matter, um, where you need, where you need to be whether it's on your social media posts, show up. No matter whether or not, you know, there's someone making a comment, like, or share, doesn't matter. You do you and you're going to show up. So that's step number one. Step number two is come up with a strategy. So don't just take out pieces from all the different coaches or, or different resources that you have. Pick one, stick to one and try it out and turn it into something that's more relatable to you, that's more essential to you. Because I think initially, um, you know, as we're creating this visibility, a lot of us, we take out pieces from everywhere and then we start, you know, connecting them together and we feel choppy. And that is because number one, you didn't give it enough time. Number two, you're gathering a lot of information and putting it into pieces. So nothing really connect together. So stick with one and show up. So that's two tips. And the last tip is just give yourself the permission to be not perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Giving yourself the permission to not be perfect. I, I'm the kind of person who I would just be very inspirational and spur a moment, I would release something, a copyright on my social media and you'll see, you'll catch myself uh, some typos. 
And I used to beat myself up because English is not my first language. So when I make a mistake, I really look, took upon myself that well, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I want to, my English should be perfect. I wanted to make sure that I use the right word. So give yourself the permission to be imperfect because being imperfect actually, actually, guess what? You know, when I speak, I speak with an accent. I mix up with my tenses all the time, and that's just part of who I am. And that's okay because what you get on social media is how I am in real person. So if we were to be on the call, my tenses is all mixed up, and that's okay. So give yourself permission to be imperfect. I love it. I love it. So show up, strategy, and permission to be imperfect. Perfection in your imperfect. It's flossom. You're awesome in your floss. <laughs> so perfect. Well, that actually is a perfect segue because my next question was how to overcome perfectionism in business. And I, you may have answered that question already. Um, just accept your flaws. Is that what you would say? Yeah, I think comparison is our biggest enemy. You know, we, yeah. we do a lot of comparison, whether it's in life or in business. Well, look at that coach. She's so amazing. She's making multi-million dollar coaching company. And here I am. I'm still struggling. I can't even pay my, uh, my VA, my virtual assistant. So there's a lot of comparison that's going on every single minute. And I think the way that to overcome that, um, the perfectionism, I would say to give yourself the permission to be imperfect. And most importantly, it's about showing yourself some grace. Mm. I, I think, you know, you, you are, we see, we, we want outcomes, but sometimes we don't realize that the outcome may not be, you know, what we had imagined. What we have is results, right? So we have these results and what do we, what do we do with the result? We learn. Uh, we're collecting data, we're collecting information. So the fact that you may have uh, write a imperfect post, that's actually an opportunity for us to learn, okay, so my next post, I'm gonna pay attention and go back and review it again, right? So every step becomes a learning process. And if we can approach it from a learning perspective, every moment, every interaction I have, every conversation I have, it's about learning what can i make myself better how can i make myself better and you learn from the perspective of, of positivity rather than blaming or rather than shaming uh, there's nothing wrong with mixing up the tenses you know you put all the past present and future in the same room what do you have you have a mix of tenses and that's okay it's perfect that's right that's right it's perfect it's uh, what is it? the perspective of pers not persuasion. I had it there on the tip of my brain um, of, of positivity. That's what it is. The, per the, the perception of positivity. So everything you've done is positive. Don't look at it in a blaming, shaming way. But uh, yeah, and then just learn. You, I love that to use it as a learning opportunity. When you do that, you completely shift your mind. Your, your whole mindset shifts. And then it's like, yeah, okay, I made a mistake, but now I'll do it this way. So yeah, per, just beautifully put, Michelle. So I have a copy of your pro workbook that mm -hmm. is such a generous free download. Um, and we will have all the links here for you, but maybe tell us a little bit about that fabulous uh, program that you've put together and what every entrepreneur can gain from it. 
Yeah, so I have a free workbook that's available through my website and it's called Story Like a Pro. So in the Story Like a Pro workbook, you get the introduction to four different types of story that we had talked about. And there's empowering question that would help you map out exactly what your story is under each category. So there's questions that help you map out the founder story. There's questions that ask about the purpose story. So as you're going through the workbook, you're going to have a story for each category that you can potentially share on your next podcast or your next radio show or just share on your social media. And it's a most powerful way of communicating to your prospects. And towards the end, there's also a worksheet that focuses on helping you define your strength and your weakness in within your business entrepreneurship. So it's all available on my website. Yes, and it's fabulous. I love it. I, I, I got it recently from Michelle. I was like, I can't download it. Get it to me because I really want to work with it. But it makes you, it really makes you think. So I, I love it because it puts your mind to work, but in a creative way as well. So you, you're not just coloring it within the lines. You really have to um, really use your creative mind to figure out what it is that you want to say there. So that is such a valuable resource. Everybody needs to download it and we'll have all those links available. So a question now that I have for you, what may, we always have this, this uh, thing that uh, most entrepreneurs and marketers tell you is make your brand unique. Well, that's an easy statement to say, but it is something more difficult to master. So my question is, how do you figure out what makes your brand unique? Personality. So <laughs> I think ah. the go -to, my go-to answer would be personality. Each one of us are very different. And we, the way that we show up in the world, the way that we talk to others, it, it really, you bring in your, a lot of your personality aspects of who you are into everything that you do. And how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if I'm the kind of person who's very happy, bubbly, you know, showing up in person, I'm going to carry on that personality of me and be show up on a, on a video or show up in my uh, regular social media posts when I do marketing, when I write email. So your personality is what makes you completely unique and different. And each one of us have different combination of personality, right? So uh, the, the uh, Meyer, Meyer Briggs personality test is one type. And then there's also Carl Jung's uh, 12 types of uh, personality archetype. So you can identify all 12 types. Um, mine happen to be someone who's very romantic and loving for my clients. So I send them like gifts. I send them uh, uh, writing thank you notes. I surprise them for a gift or surprise them for a little small gesture. That's my archetype. And that's how my personality type is. And so earlier I was talking about how I'm seeking love because I felt that I wasn't being loved. And so when I have the opportunity, I want to make sure my, my clients are being nurtured, they're being loved. So my personality type actually has a lot to do with the love, lover type or romantic type. And I also have a personality type of being the creator. So a lot of my social media posts or my videos, I try to incorporate that creativity so I can, I can really own it, no matter whether it's my brand or just me that you see every single day. So I, I really believe that personality is your biggest ice access to your company values and they show up 
everywhere, no matter how you, how you do things. I love it. Oh my gosh. You just, you, you came out with that answer, like bang. And, and that is so, you are so right. You know, you, you read about other uh, marketers and they go on and on about being unique and branding and marketing. And you're like, oh my gosh. And when you said personality, it was like, that's it. It's, it's, well, it may not be simple, but the answer is simple. It's we're all unique and that's what makes your brand unique. That's what makes your program your, that's why your clients will be attracted to you is because of your personality. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that simple and easy insight, Michelle. I love it. Oh my God. I think it's fantastic. And yes, I can see that. Go that's ahead. My personality, that's my personality shining through. I'm like, you know, we'll just cut, cut through the chase, go straight to it. It's just personality. I love it. I love it. I, I want the fast and easy answer. It's like, yeah, don't give me all the background. I'm like, okay, that's enough information. It's overload. Perfect. I love it. So are there any other offers you would like to announce or share with our audience? Yeah, so I actually have the five day brave your brand challenge that's coming up. And this is a challenge where I walk through my clients on how to create your brand story. So the five process, the five steps that I had described earlier, creating your uh, believable character and up until you create a transformational journey for them. So I actually take them through the five day uh, program and it's a self-pay program. They go on, watch the module, and then we also meet one-on-one, -on -one, uh, not nine one-on-one, but in group setting where we talk about all the exercises and really, um, really narrow down on specifically what story you need, you need to share right this moment in order to get seen, get heard, and get hired. So I have the challenge coming up. Uh, the next one go live is in December, December 8th, the challenge will go live. Wonderful. Well, we will have that link on uh, in in uh, Michelle's bio. And now, do you make that available? I think you is it quarterly that you come up with that. Yes. So I offer it okay. quarterly, and and oh. the next one it will be the last one for the year. It will be a winter class. Right. Right. Okay. So if if you happen to miss it, just because it's a crazy time of year be sure and go back because Michelle will be offering it again because it sounds like a very valuable course that all of us should be tapping into for sure. So any last words that you would like to share with our audience? I think as, as an entrepreneur, a lot of us are like, go, go, go. And my personality is the go, go, go type. So I, I, I think the last word would be give yourself permission to slow down. Sometimes when there's a lot of things that you have to take care of, you know, launching your business, launching your course, we have that tendency of go, 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 go. But it is in those moments of silence and quietness that we find our light, we see our creativity, and it also helps us to connect with what is going on around us in our lives, whether it's our family, seeing more family members or your friends connecting with your friends it is those people around us and one of the things that we have talked about is con connection connectivity is huge and you're going to see so much value in connecting with others so it's okay to slow down and you know taking your time in creating something um, it doesn't have to be oh it needs to happen tomorrow when we go into that rushing mode there's a lot of things that we start, start to feel stressed and overwhelmed. So it's okay to slow down. 
Yes. It's like, goes back to what you said, give yourself grace mm -hmm. because the grace gives you the space. And often that's where our best ideas come from. Yes. You know, sometimes we just needed that little bit of opening so that we could breathe into something and our mind likes to keep us busy, but the, the silence sometimes gives us our best ideas. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And because we're here on the Epic Vision Zone, I have one last question for you. If your life were an epic story, what would the title be? Mm, that's, a, that's a huge one. I would say my go-to title would be a journey of a thousand mile. Perfect. How to overcome your biggest fear in life. I love it. It's perfect. Absolutely perfect, Michelle. Thank you so much. I, I had to I had to come up with that one. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, it, it's absolutely, it fits completely with your story for sure. And that's actually a good question to ask clients because it really makes them pause and think, okay, what would it be? <laughs> there you go, yeah. using your your creativity, right? So once again, thank you. Oh, Michelle, you have such a bright light. I love it. And you have given us so much information here. I encourage everyone to be sure to check out Michelle's fabulous program and her social media feeds. She's great on Instagram. That's where we found each other. Um, and you can see her creative posts, but I did want to say that they're not just creative, they're very informative. So you've got a little combination of both. Every time I have one of her posts come up, I am enlightened within, with information and it, it's quick, it's fast, and it's really easy to digest. So I love that. So, again connect with michelle and her her instagram is elevate life coach and you can find all of her contact information and all of her links in her bio on the epic vision zone page and be sure to follow me on instagram at jane applegath and check out how you can become an epic entrepreneur at janeapplegath.com. This is the Epic Vision Zone, transforming your dreams into epic success.